0: the fan.
1: I think anyone who puckers up their lips and presses it against their boss's buttocks and then smooches is an ass kiss.
2: I seem to be inept at everything except my work. I'm good at my work. So I can
1: find myself to that.
0: All I want out of life is a 30 share and a 20 grade. The man's enlarged my mind. Uh, he's a poet
1: warrior in the, in the classic sense. Uh, I'm a little man. I'm a little man. He's he's a great man Think of it as colors. There's black and there's white and in between is mostly gray. That's us Now Gray is a tough color because it's not as simple as black and white and for the media Certainly not as interesting But it's who we are Nike, but don't fear him. Bumper to Bumper is live. It's local. It's on the air. And it's a three and a half hour tour on a calm before the Saturday snow Friday here in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul. I'm the host of the program. The still sort of craggy voiced just can't get past this nagging cold. Host of the show, my name's Dan Barrero. Gardzi is on his way to Lincoln, Nebraska, tracking the suddenly red-hot Golden Gophers. They have an 11 o'clock date with destiny tomorrow in Lincoln. Pre-game show will start on the fan, I'm assuming, right around 9 a.m. That means Brett Blakemore is in that chair, and he'll stay in that chair until we find somebody who won't. That's a story for Another day. We are delighted you chose to join us today. The Borton Volvo guest lineup includes Carl Gerbschmidt, bottom of this hour, with picks. 4 30 will be Ben Gessling. And then at 5 30, we expect to visit with Lavelle. And no, I haven't forgotten about Russo Radio this time. He'll be with us at 455 55. Blakemore loves that because that means he doesn't have to prepare for a top five And 5. Oh, well, I don't think you mind preparing for the top five, five. Oh, no, that's fun. You're off I the hook. Thank you, though. Russo Radio to discuss the wild setback at the hands of the Seattle Kraken last night. The Seattle Kraken.
2: And I think now, aren't we off? Aren't the wild off until Tuesday? They got yeah. a nice little hiatus here. I believe so. Yeah, Tuesday uh, in On the L.A. the road, right, in L.A., yeah. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, the
1: Wolves are back in action. National TV. This is our second uh, national TV appearance this week. And in this case, we're game two of an ESPN doubleheader taking on the undefeated championship team, once removed Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks are in town. And um, I haven't looked lately. I do know that originally, or at least earlier today, both Ant and Stifle Tower were listed as questionable due to illness. Don't know if there's been an update on either or both of those players. That would seem disastrous for the Wolves. Then again, the starters haven't been all that effective, so who's to say? Uh, my sources say it's basically whatever these whatever this crud is that I have that's going around. It's some version of that that uh, might be hampering Ant and or. Rudy Gobert. If we get more details on that, we will indeed pass those along to you. Brad, Sean, Brian Inbox has been open or reopened, rebooted. Booth at com. Love to hear from you, your contributions throughout today's program. I might have embellished a little bit regarding the snow Um I think it's supposed to be mainly rain in the Twin Cities tomorrow afternoon. But elsewhere, I guess there is a chance of a little bit of uh, measurable snow. So, and that too might be updated depending on temperatures, et cetera, et cetera. I mentioned, well, for many years when we've had weather terror related discussion, I have uh, tried to abide by a mantra, tried to pass this along to our listeners regarding any significant weather snownami. Respect the tsunami, but don't fear it. A belief that a tsunami, you know, can do damage. It can be problematic. It can be challenging. It can even be dangerous. But that fearing it doesn't put you in any better place to the point where you curl up in the fetal position and refuse to leave for two weeks. And then you go to the grocery store as if you're not going to leave your home for two weeks when that's not always necessary. Respect the snow nami, But don't fear it. And today, interestingly enough, I think it applies to the quarterback that the Minnesota Vikings will be facing on Sunday, noon start, 10 o'clock pregame, right after a one-hour edition of Sunday Sermons at 9. Respect Taylor Heineke, but don't fear him. And that might sound in of itself preposterous. might sound absurd. But I'm looking at a piece out of the Washington Post by a big-name Hall of Fame sports writer named Thomas Boswell. And it might be that this should become required reading for the members of the Minnesota Vikings defense, perhaps on the plane. I assume they're going to fly in to Reagan national airport tomorrow wherever they fly maybe they fly to dulles i don't know i think it's still called dulles it was when i flew into it here's what boswell writes what does taylor heineke have to do to get some respect around here not just affection as an underdog or an energized leader but as a starting nfl quarterback when or will The Washington Commanders grasp that the rest of their games this season should be about tailoring an offense to Taylor to see whether he might be a good quarterback, not just a feel-good story. Now, he acknowledges Heineke's arm, and we know all about it because he was here. More on that later. His arm strength's average. He has moments of turnover insanity. When Moxie turns to Pox, turns, is that a word? Is POXY a word where you look up P-O-X-Y? But let me slap you awake with facts, he writes. Nothing else will work since his career backup rep is now so strong. What do Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford, Trevor Lawrence, Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield, and at Jameis Winston, all number one overall draft picks have in common? None of them have as high a career winning percentage as a starter as Taylor Heineke. Nine and eight, in Taylor's case, winning percentage, 529. He goes on to note that Carson Wentz doesn't, can't match that. A number two overall pick, Justin Herbert. Can't match that. Daniel Jones can't match that. Kirk Cousins, now a Viking, cannot match that. And he's saying, it's time to give Taylor Heineke a little bit of credit. Sunday, he had his fourth, excuse me, fifth, fourth quarter game winning drive in only his 18th career start. He also has four fourth quarter comebacks, which for most quarterbacks are even rarer. Why? He writes. You can get a GWD game winning drive just for leading a field goal drive in a game that's tied in the fourth quarter overtime. However, fourth, a a four fourth quarter game winning drive um, must prevent a loss and also end with a win. Or tie. Even by small sample standards, on those totals, he's through the roof. Doesn't matter on sample size, he says. Don't mess with sample size. Don't worry about sample size. He notes that his 87.1 quarterback rating over the last two years puts him in the middle of the pack of starting QBs. Yes, I remember how Heineke was bum-rushed into 7-for-22 irrelevance in that 56-14 loss at Dallas last year. But I'm also aware that last year he won starts against Brady, Wilson, Newton, Carr, Ryan, Daniel Jones. This year, against Aaron Rodgers. So he's saying, look, it's not a great offense. They got all kinds of issues. Wasn't last year for sure. He was the team's second-leading rusher a year ago with 313 yards. Last two drives this past Sunday, he drove the team 82 and 89 yards. 12 for 14, 151 yards, plus he ran four times for 15 yards. On fourth and one with 140 to play. He showed why he's suited to late, close, and scary. He, to avoid the rush, he moves up in the pocket, retreats, and resets. Ends up completing a 12-yard pass to the right. Respect Taylor Heineke, but don't fear him. If the Vikings are the team that we they want to be, headed in that direction, preparing for their most challenging month—at least on papers—we discussed in detail yesterday you can't fear taylor heineke but you should probably respect him you should probably try to bait him into because he can make the big he can throw the pick six he can throw some really boneheaded passes he's just somebody said it he's playing he probably feels like he's playing with house money it's improbable that he's still playing If you read what he said about what he said earlier this week, he thought he was done. He reached out to staffers on the Washington coaching staff during all the COVID nonsense, wanting to know if there might be a coaching job that he could grab onto. He thought it was over. So if you feel that way and you feel like you're never going to be properly respected, in a lot of ways, it's probably easier to just go out and gunsling it, right? So what do I have to lose? They don't respect me anyway. They go out and get Carson went. They're always looking for somebody else. My arm strength, I don't have a cannon. I've been around forever. I've been with like 15 teams. The story on how he ended up leaving the Vikings is what we're going to get into next segment because it's an oldie but a goodie when it relates to sort of infamous Vikings-related stories. But um, the biggest concern I would have if I'm the defensive coordinator – is exactly that, that he can just go out and sling, and he's had enough success doing it the last couple of weeks after a horrific start against your club that he then turned around that he can be dangerous. If you give him the time to make some plays, he can be trouble. So respect Taylor Heineke.
2: But by all means, do the end the fan? The fan of Granite Logistics want to give you a shot at a grand in your hand with our national cash contest, head to KFAN.com. Enter the keyword grand. That is grand for your shot at $1,000. KFN.com, keyword grand.
1: As the story goes, former Viking Taylor Heineke was playing for something called the St. Louis Battle Hawks as a backup. In the XFL, the St. Louis Battlehawks. And he thinks it's over in terms of getting back to the National Football League. Vikings had signed him as a free agent out of Old Dominion in 2015. He says, I get it. I don't, I'm not happy about it. I think I got some talent, but it's over for me. So, as the story goes, he calls up the Washington Commander's offensive coordinator, a name that should be familiar to us, Scott Turner. Yeah, of the Turner football dynasty. Turner was Heineke's quarterback's coach for the two seasons he was in Minnesota. Conference call to Twin Cities reporters... Yesterday. Today's Friday, right? I remember calling Scott Turner and asking him if there were any coaching spots open in Washington. Coaching spots. He told me, don't give up just yet. You never know. And in fact, he signs on with Washington, December of twenty twenty, some eight months after chatting with Turner. You'll recall he started the NFC wildcard playoff game for Washington against Tom Brady and the Buccaneer team that ended up winning the Bowl. Alex Smith out because of injury. Final score in that game Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay 18, Washington 16. Gave them all they could handle. So then, obviously, they give up on him. They're bored with him. They go out and they spend for Carson Wentz, who was a disaster and is now hurt. So now they're stuck with. Heineke again. And the story's been told, but it's worth retelling for our purposes today, that the main reason he didn't stick with the Vikings was a bizarre, I remember talking about it at the time, just how stupid it sounded. He said he was locked out of an apartment. This was the summer Well, I guess you you could say just before training camp. And that out of frustration or out of desire, I guess, to get in, he kicked in a glass pane of a door. So when he came to camp in 2016, he's using what they call in the business a rolling scooter. And he's got a severed tendon in his left ankle from the injury. I'll, I'll admit at the time, it sounded suspicious to me. You know, you, you, you think, well, something's up. What do you mean? You had to a fight or that, that doesn't add up. I'm not saying he's, he's lying. I have no reason to think that. It was just very strange at the time. He admitted when he talked to, again, the Minnesota media jackals this week, one of the dumbest mistakes I've ever made, definitely a setback. And he wonders what is fair to wonder. If you're a Vikings fan, fair to wonder. Teddy Bridgewater blows out his knee. And maybe if Heineke is healthy and around, he gets a chance to to to, to get the job, the starting job. Instead, they went out and got Sam Bradford, cost a, a lot of draft capital, started well, and then was a disaster. And Bradford couldn't stay healthy. And it ended up being a complete mess. And again, what's amazing about that is that's six years ago. I guess now you can say seven years after the Vikings signed him. Um, he's still starting in the National Football League, now against the team that signed him as an undrafted free agent. He's been with five different teams, including apparently, and I don't even know if that counts, the St. Louis Battle Hawks. Of the XFL, I didn't even know St. Louis had a team in the XFL. Did you?
2: Oh, they just renamed all their teams is that again. What it was? Yeah. yeah, so I think that's XFL. A pass. Maybe it's still the same, but they redid the entire thing. I guess coming back.
1: It's a remarkable
2: story, and um,
1: it is worth noting, as is noted in the uh, Andrew Kramer Star Tribune review. Of the Heineke story. And the connections to here. Because I, I think it's fair to say. He's got. He's been described. I think aptly as. Case Keenum light. That. Like with Case Keenum. He can throw some passes where you go. What are you doing? Now I happen to think Keenum's got a better arm. But regardless. There's the what are you doing moments with Case. There have been. There are the what-are-you-doing moments with this guy. But he's got a little of that gunslinger magic to him where he can make some plays out of nothing where you go, how how did, he, how did he pull that out of his butt? Where'd that come from? Which Keenum, of course, did for an entire season, right? Even though the head coach didn't believe it, didn't trust it enough to actually stay with it past that season. He's got a little bit of that gunslinger magic to him. We are reminded that the current Vikings defensive coordinator, Ed Donatel, was last year, of course, uh, running the Denver Broncos defense. And on that occasion, it sounds like, they, by the way, uh, the Broncos beat the commanders 17-10. And it sounds like sort of vintage Heineke. He threw for 270 yards, which is a decent decent production. And a touchdown, but he also threw two picks. Threw two interceptions as well. So it's a combination of the best and the worst of him. So again, respect him, don't fear him. And I think it is fair, as apparently Heineke himself is doing, to wonder where he might have fit in. I'm not sitting here saying we don't trade for cousins. I'm not sitting here saying he ends up becoming a quarterback fixture ever since when he had that might have had that chance in 2016. But who's to say what he might have done with that particular opportunity? Lots of moves might have been different and it just it, it it is a reminder how odd little quirky things that happen can change a football team's direction change a little bit of history if he had just remembered his key or failing that if he had just said maybe i'll wait for the landlord or maybe i'll wait for somebody else who has a key or maybe i'll try to figure out something smarter than putting my foot through a glass pane and severing
2: tendons that's got to be painful don't you think i would assume there's some blood loss involved with that too if you have that riding scooter you know you know the the one where you put your knee on it and you just you see him all the time. Yeah, that's probably what he had. That's exactly. That's, uh, yeah, and, and they always run with the same. Every time he plays my yeah, club, I played your guy. Well, all the, that's of course one who isn't playing your guy right now. Everybody is. Um, they well, always run tell with you that something. story.
1: I think your guy. I think that last drive. I think your guy got a little something back towards the end. I'm not giving Ooh. up on. I'm not giving up on your club yet. I'm not. Right. I I don't think. I always think it's dangerous to assume it's over. The division race I think is. But in terms of insinuating themselves back into the divi- into
2: the the playoff con-, con conversation, I don't think uh I say never say never when it's Aaron Rodgers. I think I think the number is eight and two they'd have to go Oof, to get that, to ten and seven. Well, but they, they could they might be able to make the playoffs at nine and eight, no? Oh maybe. Possibly. Yeah, the NFC's not good. You're right. But uh yeah, yeah the depends on a lot of factors. Things gotta turn around, especially this don't week. Don't you have Dallas the week after Detroit? Ooh. I know we do. But I think
1: that might be in Green Bay. It is in Green Bay. Uh, In fact, you know who will know? Our next guest. We got picks with Carl Gerbschmidt. And he apparently is going to make some big, I'm assuming, uh, dinner theater announcement. I can't wait for that. We'll update you on uh, who leads the picks. I think it happens to be me. And uh, more with Carl A F 40. He could go. 50. Intercepted.
2: And a touchdown. 10. He will score. It's time for the
1: bumper-to-bumper award-winning NFL prediction segment on The Fan, brought to you by Continental Diamond. Now, to help you break down this week's games, here's your favorite yeah. NFL wonk, <laughs> Dan Barrero. Toss-up question for Carl Gershmit. Carl, do you know... quack
0: quonk, 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 quack I'm saying what? Uh, question... I just thinking about Wonk.
1: Do you know whether Stifle Tower will indeed start for the Timberwolves tonight? Who? Stifle Tower. Uh, know- Stifle Tower is that a basketball player? Correct. Oh boy. Can't put anything past you. Uh I I don't know. What nationality
0: is I saw you with the the expert What
1: on it. What nationality is Stifle Tower?
0: I um, mean, guess, because you've cleverly worked Eiffel Tower into it. I'm going to say just off the top of my head, Frank.
1: You are not as dumb as you look. I don't look dumb. No, you don't look dumb at all. No, I have rugged good looks. Did you, uh, my sources say you nailed the uh, uh, the Gerby Lock of the Week last week. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, of course I did. Yeah. I was do.
1: That's why it's called
0: Lock of the Week, Dan.
1: Because of that, some lucky listener got a chance to see the Minnesota Vikings take care of business. Last week against the uh, plucky Arizona Cardinals.
0: Yeah, well, you know, Arizona doesn't have much pride, I guess.
1: Well, how much pride do you have? Your team lost again.
0: very proud. Very proud of the team. They worked very hard. They uh, had a really good second half last week. They really showed signs. It's starting to come around that the, the second half of the season is going to be much different than the first half. And, you know, and I think this is probably the start of when minnesota falls apart and what? uh and i think that you know i just love how everybody's writing us off you know they like they just assume it's all over mm. they no, the division assume that it's just it
1: is the division racism you know, you know
0: what it's like dan what's that it's like what happens in the new play at the wisconsin interactive ice ball exhibit dinner theater 12 angry men what Yes, right. Twelve Angry Men. That's, that's the the. the that's
1: an iconic, it's an iconic, iconic play and film play on
0: Broadway and, and a
1: film. Movie. Yes, Henry Fonda starred Henry Fonda. in it. Fonda. Yes, yeah. you're yeah. you're doing Twelve Angry Men at the Dinner Theater. We're
0: doing Twelve Angry Men for a couple different reasons. Okay. Uh, one is it's all kind of shot in one room, so you don't have to put a lot of scenery. Uh, and two, you know, she- it gives us an opportunity to bring back. The grandsons of two of the people who appeared in the film, Mr. E.G. Marshall's grandson and Mr. Oh B.J. Cobb's grandson, <laughs> they
1: are both in this production. Doesn't seem though very inclusive production. How what about well, what, no women?
0: Well, they uh, it's been done with women.
1: Uh, yeah, well, why aren't you doing it with women? Um, thought of it. Yeah, I'm just saying you're gonna you might get some heat. I don't know, there's a lot
0: of. This is a pretty tense show, Dan. It I, is. I'm going to send this over. Is you, Can you get to your inbox?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's okay, right in front I'm of
0: gonna you. I'm going to send this over to you so you can get kind of a feel about what we're doing here. Okay. So, okay. Bradshaw on Brian Inbox,
1: boothatcaffeine.com. Booth it should
0: show up pretty quick unless you guys have some sort of issue.
1: Okay. I'll double check I'll that. I'm just
0: going to show you. I am juror number six.
1: You are juror number six, you said. That's right. Juror number So six. you're in it. Yeah, I'm Is in that? in it. Is I am in it. So to be honest... I got a bunch of lines. Are you up to that or up for that? What do you mean up for it? You're not really – I wouldn't call you a great actor.
0: uh, Listen, Dan, I'll show you what an actor. Let me know when that comes through.
1: Okay. I'm looking. I'm seeing anything. Maybe it might be going directly to spam.
0: Well, You got to work on that, Dan. That's that's your issue.
1: Yeah. Do you have an
0: IT guy there?
1: We do. Well, I don't know if he's yeah, actually he, here. Is he
0: like every other IT guy he who he looks at you and shakes his well, uh, head? And says, you don't wait a minute. You Here's something.
1: Let me ask you something. Did you say you're juror number six?
0: Yeah, it's number
1: six. And you're are you are okay with playing this role? Because it's described here as a 33-year-old man, a house painter, an that? honest but dull-witted man who comes upon his decision slowly and carefully, a man who finds it difficult to create positive opinions, but who must listen to and digest and accept those opinions offered by others with appeal, which appeal to him most. Are you? Cla- so you're actually you're playing to your nice no, real that's character. Why it's
0: acting, Dan.
1: Dull witted, you say? It's, yeah, it's dull. Why it's
0: called acting. I have to act dull
1: witted. Mm. So I, I'm, I'm going like, to
0: try to do that.
1: Doesn't seem like it's much of a through, reach.
0: Script come through.
1: Uh, no. I don't show
0: everybody about the acting.
1: Uh, no, I don't. It's still not coming. But it's b o o t h. I know at kfan dot com. You familiar with that? Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Uh, <sighs> no, I don't. See, what's going on here? Do you
0: even know how to I, I send said an email? I sent you the script.
1: You did? Oh wait, maybe. Hold, 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 hold. Hold on a second. You keep
0: talking. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good play, and it lasts a while. Uh, and uh oh, here it is. Yeah, you're yeah. right. It did just come in. All right. Okay. So I thought I would tell show everybody kind of like a preview. uh So you be uh, eighth juror, Daniel. Okay? I'll be eighth, juror, be eighth and juror, and you're sixth that's juror. That's the Henry Fonda role.
1: Okay? Oh, I love that role. That's so big. you can
0: act like Henry Fonda.
1: Oh, he's he's the guy who turns the whole jury around. Yeah. Well,
0: don't you wreck, don't recognize
1: him? Well, I think most people know that, but that's okay. I don't
0: most people know it, Dan. All right,
1: fair enough. All right, let's see. We're going to do a okay, rendition.
0: So I'm going over to, like, uh, I just got out of the laboratory, so I have to kind of zip yeah. fly up while I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I go ahead and wash my hands, and I say to uh, journey number eight, and <clears throat> I'm doing this off the top of my head now because I got it memorized. Okay. I say, nice bunch of guys.
1: I guess they're the same as any.
0: You know that loud heavy-set guy, the one who was telling us about his kid, the way he was talking? Boy, that was an embarrassing thing. Yeah. What a murderous day. You think we're going to be here much longer? I don't
1: know. Yeah, he's
0: guilty for sure. There's not a doubt in the whole world. You know, we should have been done already. Listen, because I don't care, you know. It beats working. <laughs> Wait, he, you, you he... think he's innocent?
1: I thought that was me. Oh, no, that's you.
0: Well, I I just, I just memorized it, Dan. I think it's my line.
1: And then I say, I don't know. It's possible.
0: I don't know you, but I'm betting you've never been wronger in your life. You ought to wrap it up because you're wasting your time.
1: Suppose you were the one on trial.
0: I'm not used to supposing. I'm just a working man. You know, my boss does the supposing, but I'll try once. Suppose you talk us all out of this, and the kid really did like his father. Dramatic music. So it's it's not, hold on, I get my ass in dramatic music.
1: There it is. Oh, there it is.
0: Tense, isn't it, Dan?
1: Very tense. And then you look at me for a moment. Then you go into the jury room, right? And then I'm the eighth juror, right? So I...
0: Hold on. I, 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 my, oh. my, my dramatic music had a commercial at the end. Oh,
1: that's not good. So, okay, go ahead. So then I, I'm i standing alone for a few moments.
0: And I don't know about your part. I don't really pay attention to it.
1: And we now know this is the problem that has been tormenting him. What's that? He does not know and never will. At which point I switch out the washroom light and I go into the jury room. Yeah, and then we That'd have the mad. rest of the
0: scene. Then the lights come up, and then I'll I'm be honest with back you. At, my, at the table.
1: I, I'll be honest with you. If I were you, I'd be a little bit insulted that the director didn't want you to be. I mean, the eighth juror. That's I didn't have time. The straw that stirs w- the I drink. I was
0: gone last weekend when they were handing out the pot. Yeah, so I was I wasn't there, so I didn't get a chance to. Yeah, and they, you know what they say, Dan. There's no small parts, only small actors. Who said that? I don't know. Some guy. Some guy who didn't get a lot of lines.
1: That Dustin Hoffman, or I don't
0: know. But it's it's a critical
1: part. Oh yeah. Because if
0: I don't turn well, around, other people don't. I don't want to tell everybody how it
1: ends. Okay? No, I, but I will. I'll give away this much. I think. And again, this probably is going to be difficult for you. The part you play is an extremely close-minded individual who almost has to be exposed and embarrassed into understanding just how poorly he's going about the business of being an an objective uh, juror.
0: And I see what you're saying, because in real life, I'm not that way at all.
1: No, not because you. I'm
0: not. I, I have open-minded about most everything.
1: There's no question.
0: Yeah, so I see why you might think, but I, again— you, you've been invited to every show he's done and you don't show up. Uh and you know, it's like I'm able to move the tickets, but you know, it's like if you would just come see it, maybe you would stop poo pooing the whole thing.
1: Well are you familiar with uh Josh Broughton, one of us Hollywood actor guy?
0: Yeah, we've we've actually uh um talked to his people.
1: Well, I was gonna say you, you 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 that would be a coup for you to get him on one of these productions. But here's you what
0: you think he, that's easy, Dan?
1: Here's what he just wrote.
0: Do you think you think guys like like Josh Brun just show up and you know? No, no not you him. Got, here's the deal.
1: Once upon a time with him, yes, not anymore.
0: No, you got it. You got to like kiss his ass mm,
1: and, yeah. and
0: tell him he's really good. Part of the deal, even if it's not true.
1: Well, what do you I, what do you guys been doing with Aaron Rodgers for the last twenty years? What do you mean? Kissing his ass. I mean, come on. No, you should be familiar with that. No, we don't that.
0: not I always support him.
1: Uh, yeah, no, you kiss his buttocks.
0: A big difference, Dan, between kissing somebody's ass and
1: supporting. Them. Is, is 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 to your knowledge, is A. Rod sh- still having sexual relations with Blue? Uh,
0: I don't have uh, intimate knowledge on that uh, issue. Um, uh, I have reports I uh, about it. Okay. Uh, Aaron is, is, uh, Aaron is uh, doing some soul-searching
1: this right Oh, here. okay.
0: So I, I, I hesitate to get too deep into Aaron's affairs.
1: You think he might be dumping blue? Is that what you're saying?
0: I just think that he's searching at this point for um, what is meaningful in his life. Mm. You know, once upon a time It was all just football. Yeah. And 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 he's been – the problem is you get on a couple of those uh, insurance commercials, they stop paying you a lot of money. Yes,
1: they do. And, and, and you know, you,
0: you kind of get distracted, let's say. Let's just
1: say that. Uh, Josh Broughton writes while uh, he was listening to our, our little, you know, back and forth. Yeah. All I can say is I knew Ed Asner, Dan. Carl is no Ed Asner. You, on the other hand, sound very naturalistic. Tell him to call me if he would like some tips on – not coming off so goofy and stilted. What do you mean stilted? Wow. What
0: does that mean?
1: Well, he's being honest in, in the I mean, acting he's business.
0: Being honest? Isn't that, doesn't sound very honest to me. No,
1: that's the way you got to be. I mean, you can't. Uh, who is the famous acting studio? Uh, the actor studio in New York. They, uh, the one dude ask the dumb questions. The that? Well, the 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 beauty of that it's, place it's is just
0: Barton ever been on that?
1: Yes, he he he, he studied he there on for. Was that
0: inside the Actors Studio?
1: Well, no, but he were He he labored inside that that workshop. What
0: do you mean? It was, Ed Asner was not in the movie?
1: Well, no, I I think he's just using Ed Asner as an example.
0: Do you know was in the remake? The guy who played Tony Soprano.
1: Seriously? Yeah. Oh. Dan okay. Dolphini. Oh.
0: I have that same sort of threatening manner about me.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's. As everybody can tell. Yeah, you're intimidating. You 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 have a commanding presence about you.
0: And just to let everybody know, there's a new menu. Um, people have asked us because we still have for uh, the appetizers, the uh, bratwurst risotto. Yeah. And I would say 99% of people want that. But occasionally they get the I don't know, the radical or the whatever. They want a salad instead. So we're having it's on the menu. I've not tried it. Mega Crunchy Romaine
1: Salad with Quinoa. Mega Crunchy? Really? Mega
0: Crunchy Romaine Salad with Quinoa.
1: I thought, rom- okay, yeah, I guess it can be crunchy, come to think of it.
0: Yeah, I now, I don't even know what Quinoa is, but that's...
1: It's healthy, I think.
0: Okay, yeah, and we also have a duck a la orange.
1: Duck a la orange. Yeah. Is he sure it's that duck a la orange? Could be. Yeah.
0: Maybe we should ask you the Stifle guy about that. Yeah.
1: Uh, then the French rejection, roasted
0: Brussels sprouts and sweet potatoes with tahini
1: sauce. Who?
0: Tahini. Tahini
1: sauce. sauce. What kind of sauce is that? Is that a red sauce? A white sauce?
0: I don't know, Dan. It's I haven't tried it. It's uh. but you gotta say it's good because it's you know it's on the menu. And then uh, we have have two different desserts. We have chocolate covered strawberries, tuxedo mm. style, because it's premiere night. Yeah. Uh, and which it's like a big strawberry.
1: And it's like they're wearing little tuxedos in chocolate. Oh, that's so cute. And then so a cheesecake
0: with a surprise inside.
1: Um, we're you have forced us because you've just gone on and on and on. Um, I'm working on my clock management, so we're gonna break and then we're gonna what? come back and do some picks. Yeah, you're gonna have to. It's your fault. You you. Dan, you I gotta get ready for the show. Well, uh, tough. You're gonna have to deal with it because we've got you know uh, we've got rules that we're trying unofficial rules that we're trying yeah, to. Abide by it. Yeah, occasionally. Every once in a while. Um, So just hang on and we'll get to. Maybe Josh
0: Broughton's telling you to take a break.
1: uh, Good emails have come in, by the way, challenging you on a number of different fronts. So we'll also include that. We'll get to the picks, we'll get to the standings. And I don't know if we, you can do a lock of the week. I don't think we have to do one this week because there's no tickets. But if it's just something well, in the rhythm. what's the point
0: then if I'm not getting... Well,
1: your own personal satisfaction, sense of self-worth. Uh, don't, trust
0: me when I say my sense of self-worth is not wrapped up in your picks.
1: Well, uh, you have no self-worth. That's Carl Gerbschmidt. We'll come back with the picks themselves. That's what the segment's supposed to be.